To answer is human, to question is divine. Welcome to the world of the Hidden Gateway, an exhilarating podcast exploring the concepts humans have been struggling with since the dawn of existence, such as, who are we? Is there such a thing as good and evil, or are they arbitrary constructs? Does the paranormal exist? How can we evolve to a higher state? Can our mind influence what we term as reality? Providing a transcendental approach combined with hard-nosed humanistic analysis, we invite you on a journey to question your worldview in this theater of life. Join our host, Justin Williams, as he explores the outer realms of faith, the supernatural, human potential, and even our concepts of the universal creator with a fascinating array of guests. This is the unseen world, magical, mysterious, and mystical, where your only limitation is your imagination. This is The Hidden Gateway. I want to welcome you to another episode of the Hidden Gateway podcast. As always, I am your host, Justin Williams. Today's guest is Matt from the Great Deception podcast. Today, we'll be discussing a little bit of everything under the sun, but specifically why he believes we should question everything and why things have played out the way they have. Matt, welcome to the Hidden Gateway podcast. How you doing, my friend? Justin, how you doing, my man? I'm excellent, man. Thank you. Thank you. And I told you before we got started here, you know, thanks again for coming on the show, man. So I just want to get into it, man. Let's let's talk about your podcast, right? The Great Deception Podcast, man. I've, I've listened to um, actually a few episodes of yours, man. I, I love what you're doing. Um, my personal mantra um, has been probably for the last couple of years here, nothing is as it seems. So when I heard that your thing is question everything, I'm like, man, that like totally aligns with what I believe. So uh, when I knew when I saw that, I knew I had to have you on, man. So if you could go ahead and tell our listeners a little bit about your show, topics you cover, et cetera, how long you've been doing it, all that good stuff. Yeah, I'm relatively new. I I started back in September. Um, I don't know. I'm probably, you know, mid 30s on episodes so far. And what I like to do are deep dives, you know, um, anywhere from, you know, an hour and a half to two and a half hour uh, deep dives into a certain topic. And I've done everything from the dark side of Disney to mind control to World's Fairs and Star Forts. And uh, recently I've been on kind of a like government tyranny kick. And uh, I went over the, the Black Wall Street from 1921 and the Philadelphia bombing of, of 1985 and then got into like the, uh, you know, kind of the native genocide. And that's where I, I kind of got stuck right now. I, I just wrapped up an episode on the, the Buffalo genocide that kind of ties with I saw that, yeah. the native genocide. So I, you know, I kind of have a little bit of OCD, so there's no real rhyme or reason to my show. I'm just here to kind of, I feel like we've been taught history in the system one way. And Mm -hmm. it's just one side of the story, right? And every story has multiple sides. And I'm starting to see the other sides is a lot of these stories. And and that's what I want to show people is is that you know everything like you like you said, it's not as it seems. Mm -hmm. You know, you Mm -hmm. have to you have to really and 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 that's the way I kind of look at these news stories now because it's gotten so kind of ridiculous 
that you have to take what they're telling you on the news, then take the opposite and, and, and kind of balance them both and, and see where it, it probably falls somewhere in the middle there. Right. Um, because it, everything's so polar and polarized right now that it's you, you got to try and stay out of it in a sense, you know, mm-hmm. but, but staying connected to, you know, you have to know what's going on, but you don't want to get wrapped up in it because I really feel like it's just a giant energy thief you know they're just stealing your your energy your intention they're stealing you know what's valuable to you you know which is your time your energy your thoughts and you're wasting it on nonsense that won't even really ever affect you right well said now for me when i say nothing is as it seems right i I take that literal to the t right and i think that i apply that to like every facet of life if you like every level from you know, from education to government, to sports, to Hollywood, everything. Do you, do you kind of, does that align with you in in, in regards to your thoughts as well? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why I started my show because I started seeing it. It wasn't just in one thing. It was, you know, uh, first I, you know, I had a firsthand experience with the medical industry and I saw firsthand how it was all about pharmaceutical sales. It wasn't about me and my health and, and, and getting better it was about keeping me in the system. It was about covering up the issue with pharmaceuticals that they could keep charging me for for the rest of my life. Right, right, um, right, right. So I saw that firsthand, and then you know I have a I I have a history minor from college anyway, so I've always been into history. But mm-hmm. after nine eleven, you started seeing history in a lot different light. A lot a lot of alternative history started coming out. So I started getting into some of that, and and. Like you said, then I started seeing it in music. You know, why were certain people going so far and why was this a hit and this not? And, you know, uh, then you see it in the entertainment with movies. Same thing. And then you get in sports. Sports has been a relatively new one. And it's, you know, I'm not going to lie. It was kind of heartbreaking because I've, you know, before pre 2020, I was huge into sports. I was basically my life. You know, I coached coached baseball for 20 years and, you know, played and played, you know, all, all different sports throughout and involved with my son's sports. And once I started seeing that, man, this looks like it's not on the up and up. I was like, wow, there is nothing that is legitimate. And that's when I finally said, you know what, you got to question everything. Yeah. I have a nine-year-old, you know, and I nine-year-old son, I said to him, I said, buddy, listen, and he, he sees my, I have, you know, my show t-shirts that say question everything. He's like, daddy, what's that mean? I'm like, I'm like, it means what it says, buddy. Question everything. He goes, even you? I said, especially me. I said, <laughs> question anyone, anyone that comes to you. And, and, and I didn't say this to him, but I tell this to other people. Anyone that comes to you and says that they know for certain, they're either a liar or they're full of shit. Mm-hmm. You know, because they don't, they, nobody really knows. You know, what works for one person may not work for another. So exactly. there exactly. are no certainties except for what you it's it's all about you and, and your what you physically can see. And because I've I've learned a lot, but I don't know much. <laughs> I get it, man. And just to circle back to sports really quick, like you, I was a huge sports fan, right? Played sports in high school, um, just was really into basketball, baseball, football. You know, I'm originally from Detroit, so I, I love my Lions, my Tigers, my Wings. You know, I'm just tough, um, man. I <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> but you know, right around 2020, man, 
that's when I, I, I it's been this steadily this steady breakaway right from from sports over these now I still kind of follow it a bit but I don't get into it like I used to right I used to be really really big into fantasy football I don't even do fantasy football anymore or yep. anything I just feel like a lot of it is scripted in fact I saw something a couple years ago where uh, the NFL they have in in some some documents where they say this is entertainment you know, and that kind of that definitely raised a red flag for me, man. It's, you know, it's just like, you know, you can't trust anything. And I'm I'm of the personal thought. You just have to be, you know, led by the spirit and have the spirit of discernment to kind of see through the smoke, see through the BS. Right. And, um, and, and the spirit, you know, uh, will, will, will lead you and guide you to to your personal truth. You know, um, for me, like my truth may be different to yours. Yours may be different than the next man. But, you know, it, we, we're all experiencing these different realities. But the bottom line is question everything. Nothing is as it seems. Now, uh, a few minutes ago, you mentioned Black Wall Street. I would like to know. And before we get get into it, I, I know about it. I haven't done a deep dive into it. Uh, but what can you tell me about that? And uh, in regards to, you know, Tulsa, Oklahoma, we know what happened, et cetera. What, what have you learned? Uh, what was the reasoning, et cetera? What, what have you learned? What can you share about that? Well, what, what happened was there was this gentleman named O.W. Gurley, and he wanted to set up a black neighborhood, you know, exclusively. Mm-hmm. He wanted to see, you know, it was kind of an experiment. He, he had the means to be able to do it. There was an area where he could set it up. And they started it up. And, and a lot of their wealth came from the oil um, of Oklahoma at the time, because mm-hmm. at the end of slavery, one of the, the things that they got was they got some land and, and some of the land ended up turning up some oil. So they, mm-hmm. they got lucky in that way. And, and so what Black Wall Street was, is it was an area of Oklahoma where the wealthiest uh, black population in America and, you know, they they say that the dollar got passed around anywhere from 30 to 35 times right? Um, yeah. in, within that community. So, I mean, they had everything. It was self-sufficient. They didn't mm-hmm. need anything from the outside. And they lived be- much better. There were actually some millionaires in, in right. the town at that time. We're talking early 1900s, right around 1920s. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you know, uh, it, it's interesting because some would say it was a, a false flag in a sense. You know, the whole thing that set this off was a, a guy was getting onto an elevator. He supposedly tripped and bumped into this woman who was working there. And, you know, supposedly she screamed that he tried to assault her. And then it just essentially it went into mayhem from there. They tried to arrest him. Um, then, you know, a bunch of, uh, of whites, you know, basically what you would see in the movies, you know, with the mm-hmm. flaming torches and the pickaxes were coming to lynch him. And so a, a bunch of, uh, the black people came and they came in like, nope, not happening. And they came to block off the area where he was and things settled down for a bit, but then all of a sudden it popped off and, it went to a point where there's rumors that the National Guard, well, National Guard was brought in, but there's rumors that the National Guard dropped bombs uh, or incendiary devices from helicopters above wow. onto onto the citizens below. But whether they did or not, the, the whole town was essentially destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the death toll, there was like, they say anywhere from 30 to a couple hundred 
uh, the citizens were killed. I mean, there were mass graves. It was just, it, it was just, it was disgusting. They just destroyed the entire yeah. town. And then, right. then they, they never were able to reclaim it. You know, they tried to make, build it back up again and it was just never the same. Never the same. Right. And it was, you know, it was the typical, it was jealous white people going against black. It was pure racism. It was, mm. it was almost set up, you know, and, and even when they tried to help, uh, the gentleman, because the woman said she didn't even want to press charges after all of this, she said she didn't want to press charges against him. So all this happened for nothing, supposedly, yeah. and that's why you kind of say it was almost like it was it was staged at some point because there were were some of the articles that I read where they said you know there were little things you saw here and there that were leaning towards something was about to happen. It was just a matter of when. Just a matter of when. Gotcha. Now you, you mentioned, you mentioned false flag. You said that a few minutes ago. Um, so I, I assume and correct me if I'm wrong, please, that you, you think false flags are, are, are real or true that those actually happen. Am I correct in saying that? What, what I mean by that is it's, it's an unintentional event, right. Mm-hmm. That's led to believe that, that, that kicks something off. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's an, it, it's a scripted event or a coordinated event. Right. That it is made to look unintentional, natural, which leads to a larger agenda. You know, right. for example, if I if I were to say, you know, you look at the Gulf of Tonkin incident, right? Mm-hmm. That was intentionally set up as a, an event that didn't take place the way it did to intentionally get us into the Vietnam War. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Now, what are your thoughts and regards to say the the texas school shooting last month or even sandy hook these type events do you think that these are staged events as well or do you think that could be uh, a legitimate uh thing that that happened well i would love to know your thoughts on that yeah i don't know what uh, honestly i lived two towns over from sandy hook when it happened um and i had you know i've had friends that are in that town and i still to this day don't know what happened there that day Uh Um, it's just a lot of things that don't make sense, you know, the the Texas thing again, I don't know one way or the other, you know, and I'm not Mm going to say it did or didn't happen, but what Mm -hmm. you look at is when you add up the events, it does not make sense. A lot of question marks there, right? A lot of things. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I mean, common sense things and, and, and red flags that just go off to anyone that, that critically thinks about this. Mm -hmm. Um, and Sandy Hook, one one of the things that always blew my mind with that was right after it happened, they demolished the school and they demolished the shooter's house, which mm-hmm. I had never heard of that, you know, type of activity taking place before. And, and mind you, the shooter's house was in a very wealthy neighborhood. I mean, this was a high end development that he lived in. Very nice house. His dad was an exec at, I believe, GE. Um at the time, his parents were separated, but his dad was paying for the house for his mom and him to live in. But yeah, I, I honestly, I don't know. And mm-hmm. and I'm mm-hmm. not going to, you know, I'm not going to claim to know or, or say, oh, it was all fake or it was all, right. all I know is that, you know, when I look at this stuff and I look at the events that took place, it just doesn't make sense. It, right, right. This, there's, there's inconsistencies in the story. The story changes over time. Um, these are all things that if the events happen a certain way, it doesn't have to have a narrative attached to it. Or the other sign is if, if a story comes out and right away there's a narrative attached to it, 
like with Uvalde, as soon as that came out, it was automatic. The gun control people were going insane. <laughs> right. The, like they are today, right? <laughs> like they've well, been doing for the last I mean, couple the of days. bodies weren't even cold yet. And these people are, are claiming gun control. So that's what makes me think, okay, hold on. We're not really that upset about 19 kids dying. We're really worried about controlling the guns. Like, yeah, come on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know when when at the same time you go to you look at every weekend in Chicago, there's multiple people that are shot, right. and, and there's not a not a word of it on the news. Nobody's saying anything about that, right? <laughs> no, it doesn't fit the narrative, you know. And exactly. that's why I say question everything because even the news, the news is entertainment. It's it's not journalism. Journalism's long gone. They're trying to tell you oh, a story. Yeah. They're trying to sell you a, a, a product. Right. Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and I don't buy it anymore. I mean, I've given up on on mainstream TV for a while now. And just because everything is propaganda, whether it's exactly you know, even your sports, when you start watching the commercials, it's like, yeah. oh, because that's yeah. what I get. I can't I can't go without my college football. So I'll say, yeah, through. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> I need my Saturdays in the fall, man. That's my time. Me and my son, we watch college football, you know, pretty religiously and and that's it. But even then we're watching, I'm watching the commercials and I'm like, man, it's gotten bad. I don't remember it like this back in the day. And that's like you were saying before, going back to sports in 2020, that's why I gave up. It became sports prior was my escape from everything. And then yeah. all of a sudden, sports became enthralled in it. And it was as political yeah. as yeah. everything else. And I'm like, no, no, no. I came I came here to get away from the politics. Exactly. When I'm when I'm watching, you know, a game or, you know, reading something online about sports, I don't want to see anything about politics, man. I just want to see competition, man. I want to yep. see guys scoring touchdowns and, and and breaking off freaking 50 yard runs and and a dude having three, four sacks in a game. And uh, hearing millionaires you. cry about racism. Come on, guys. Yeah, you guys are the right. wrong people to be to be barking up that tree or, yeah. you know, the whole just everything, the taking the knee, all of it. It's mm -hmm. like, guys, we don't need that. You know, mm -hmm. but it's it's like you're here to play sports. You know, right. if you want to do that in your own time, that's fine. But in the arena, that's about the, that's the game. And, and, and it lost yep. any sense of purity. And like you said before, I think it may even be as far as being on the fix. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing, man. People, I don't know if people are just naive or what, people just get so caught up into that shit, right? Yeah. They're, you know, they just go with it, man. It's like what I like to call analysis paralysis. People are not independent thinkers. They can't think for themselves to say, okay, with the knee shit and all this other stuff, like, it, you know, if people would just stop and think, okay, why, why is this happening? What's going on? Follow the, follow, follow the paper trail, et cetera. Has to be something behind it, man. I'm interested to know, though, Matt. What's your what's your, uh, your your team? College football is it Boston College, Alabama, Bama? Roll yeah. Tide, huh? Okay, yes, okay. Roll okay. Tide. You guys are you guys stay strong down there, man. Of course, for me, go blue. <laughs> uh, are you really? My brother in law is a Michigan guy, dude. Oh man, that's yeah. funny. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wasn't an Alabama guy till about 2010, and. I have a buddy who's down in Alabama and he convinced me. He's like, man, you got to come down here. He's like, you come down for a game. And he goes, you'll never, never. Oh, yeah. yeah. I went down for the uh, Alabama LSU game back the game of the century. The, you know, it was one versus two. It ended up being a dud of a game. It was like nine to six. It was oh, awful. Okay. And we lost. 
And so I was like, I, but I was hooked, man. I got there and there's people saying roll tide. I'm like, why are all these people saying this? I'm like, I'm not saying that. My buddy's like, <laughs> watch. By the end of the game, I'm walking out of the park. I'm like, roll tide. Roll tide, huh? And hey, they man. had me yeah, so and we'll get off this in a minute. But a, but a good buddy of mine who who who's uh, like I told you, I'm from Michigan. Good buddy of mine. He he he's all about blue. But he he goes to different games. You know, he he'll go to uh, he'll go to the West Coast. He'll go. He's been to Pac-10, Big Ten, SEC. Game. He said there's nothing like SEC games, man. He no. he sent me pictures from. I think he went to. I think he went to an Alabama uh, LSU game as well, man. I remember he sent me some pics. He said, "Man, Jay, it's nothing like it." So that that's really cool, man. That's really cool. Now let's talk about um, let's talk about the kids, man. Let's talk about the kids, right? Let's talk about what these powers that be, whoever they those people may be, how they target children, right? And I heard you say on a show you were there either a guest on a show or it was your show where you talked about Disney and the club he created, Club Thirty Three. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, that's that's just a it's a club for the rich to to show okay. off for their buddies. Um, it, it initially started in the um, California Disney, and mm-hmm. what it was was just you know you got uh, exclusive rights to this Club Thirty Three, which was a building with a secret entrance, and it had um, very Masonic. Uh, undertones it had the checkerboard floor it had the two pillars it had all the decorations were blue and gold um so it had a very masonic overtone to it and then you look at the number 33 it was located on the 33rd parallel and it's its address is 33 um whatever street it's on um as well and and it's just a club. Basically, now what it's turned into is, and it's it's very exclusive. I mean, the wait list is like we're talking like over a decade um, to get into it, and it's big time money too. It's like you know we're talking anywhere from. It was funny because when we were looking it up at the time, there were some people that were saying it's up to thirty three k to get in. Of course, <laughs> you know, and there's annual membership fees that are you know fifteen. K or something like that. And basically all you get is like free access to the park, you know, and you can go anywhere you want and, you know, you get VIP status on certain stuff. It's very weird. It's almost like, you know, it's just like, I have this access, like, why would I even use it? And it, but the interesting thing is you can't pass it on in your family. So like, Mm. it's not one of those, you know, hereditary things that you can pass down and it's not applicable to other clubs. So mm-hmm. if you're in Club 33 in California, you're not necessarily in Club 33 in Florida. Florida. Okay, okay. Or in Tokyo or wherever, Shanghai, all the other ones. Right, right. Now, Disney, as you are probably aware, I'm sure, they are notorious for putting a lot of sexual innuendos into their cartoons, into their movies, and all that type of stuff. Um so I think I heard you say as well, you don't you don't think cartoons are appropriate for kids, right? They don't uh just because all that that BS that goes on is crazy. Crazy. Yeah, it's changed. You know, cartoons from when we were growing up and to what they are now, it's all heavily social indoctrination. You know, and I it's funny because my son got into some of the old Looney Tunes for a little bit 
and going mm-hmm. back and watching that, I mean, they were they were debating flat Earth back then in the cartoons, and they were going <laughs> at some real topics. Whereas now, I mean, if you see a, 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 a straight family, you know, household in there, it's a miracle because everything's got to be, you know, special, and everything's about sexuality. Right. I mean, even the little Disney stuff, it's amazing. I, I stopped letting him watch my son, watch it when he was about probably two or three, we wouldn't let him watch anything but Mickey mouse clubhouse because it was all, it was all perverted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's know? crazy, man, how they're trying to groom these kids, right? They're, they're oh, trying to make them perverts. In fact, I read something recently, like it's a new Buzz Lightyear movie that's out where he Buzz Lightyear is gay or something like that. And so they're, they're trying to push this, this uh, LGBTQ agenda onto the youth. And, you know, I always tell people, you know, people, you know, I'm not knocking anyone's lifestyle, anything like that, but I don't personally think it's right for um, certain lifestyles, whatever it may be to push, to be pushed upon people. Right. Um, And for anyone, especially a company, man, this big multi-billion or trillion dollar company like Disney to essentially groom children, uh, to accept or um, live a certain lifestyle or believe in a certain lifestyle. It's it's almost evil, man, almost satanic. But I guess that's where we are, right, in, in this day and age. And then I, I think of, well, why? Why are they doing this, right? And the only thing I can think of is that for whatever reason, they're trying to implement chaos and confusion within society or within humanity. Right. And then you got to say, why, why is that? And that's kind of something I'm still, still going through or, or trying to uh, uh, figure out right now. I totally believe that, you know, there are, are, are certain people who, who run the world or, or call all the shots and it's just corrupt on every level. Right. But as long as those things are going on, um, it's just going to get darker and darker. But I don't think I'm not like a type of person to say, well, oh, it's all doom and gloom. I tell people all the time, don't focus on that. You need to be aware about it. But don't forget, there's the light as well. And the light is rising. I know for me personally, it sounds like you as well. Within the last year or two, there's been this this awakening of people, people becoming more aware of all this chaos and confusion, more aware of all the bullshit going on. Right. People are waking up to it. So it's going to be very interesting to see where we're at or how things will be, I should say, within the next few few years here. Right. As people continue to wake up, as people continue to realize that the power is in the people, we don't have to go along with the agendas. We don't have to accept what they tell us that. If we come together, regardless of, um, you know, where we live, regardless of what we look like, you know, that that we can we can win this thing. We can we can do this thing. Right. Um, But, you know, you have these sick mofos, man, who who try to pin us again against each other. You you saw it in 2020 with the damn riots after the George Floyd thing and, and the Black Lives Matter, who who I don't support whatsoever. You know, after I did my research on them and, and learned about what they're all about, you know, um, so it's just it's just all this chaos and confusion, man. And, you know, whatever, whatever. <laughs> yeah, no. And I'm with you, though. And and, and, and to be honest, though, I'm going to say I don't care. I don't want anybody teaching my kid about sexuality. I don't care. Straight, right. gay, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. There's no need to sexualize our children, period. Yeah. They don't need to be exposed to it at young ages. 
They need to be children. When the time is right, they can be exposed to it. Now, why are they doing it? Because of inversion, I think, right? It's the inversion of of what's natural, right? Kids are not supposed to be sexualized. and, And everything in this world right now seems to be flipped and inverted, Right. What mm-hmm. seems to be right is deemed wrong now. What's converted yeah. like seems to be mainstream and deemed right. And it's just totally flipped upside down. And I think that's part of their thing. And, you know, if you think about, you know, you want to get conspiratorial about it, you can say, well, if their whole idea is that the agenda is depopulation of the world, well, the best way to do it is to not have people procreate. And the best way to not have them procreate is to mm-hmm. be non-straight you know to have an alternate lifestyle where they're not thinking about reproduction where kids aren't you know a main thought in their life and and that will obtain one of their goals and to pervert the youth you know that is Mm -hmm. honestly one of their goals because if they get them at a young age they're going to be easy to manipulate as they're older you know exactly if you can manipulate their mind at a young age man they're so malleable and so fragile at that age by the time they get to you know you see it now with some teenagers they have no life skills they have you know they they can't function outside and there's actually i I think it's a netflix thing i was passing through today that was talking about it takes like these tiktokers or youtubers or whatever and puts them out in nature and they freak out because they don't know what to do. They're like, and, and all they're doing is walking on grass, mind you. Grass and dirt. Wow. They're like, oh, my God, this is dirt. This is disgusting. Like, we got to get out of here. <laughs> I, I didn't sign up for this. I'm like, whoa. But that's, you know, that's where we are today. I mean, there are some people that if you gave them a little, you know, six by six cube with a, you know, a VR headset and just made sure they had food and water and everything, and they'd be good. They'd gladly take that. And how sad is that, man? And 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 one thing I, I I don't like, and it's it's very obvious to me, is the um the the intent or the 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 action of breaking down the home, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Taking fathers out the home, you know, because when we talk about kids, right, it it starts in the home, you know, being a strong father like you are and like I am, teaching our kids, you know to watch out for the bullshit and, and not letting our kids watch those cartoons and, and, and just taking that strong approach of being a parent, you know, yep. but you have these people, man, that just, it's, it's just sad. They don't, they don't think. And then they just, just roll with the punches and they believe whatever they're told. And it's just like that, that strong family foundation of what was maybe, I don't know, 50, 60 years ago, or maybe even back in the 1800s, which I want to talk to you about. You've talked about some great things in the 1800s, how things were back then. And all that stuff has been eliminated, man. And, and, and yep. here we are. So let's let's get into the 1800s, man. Obviously, you you, you have the shirts, uh, make the world great again. Um, and how do you think we could actually implement how we used to live in the 1800s in today's society? And, and, and tell me about uh, some of the some of the uh, the talks you've done in regards to how things were back then. Yeah, well, what I'm what we found and what I'm finding in research is, you know, pre eight, you know, pre 1850s basically is is around when you start seeing things really turn. The way of life was more in tune with nature, right? It was in sync okay. with nature. You worked you worked with it. It was all about give and take. 
And then all of a sudden the industrial revolution rolls in, right. in about the 1850s. And there are a massive amount of events, you know, a sequence of events for the next, you know, I would say all the way up through world, the end of World War II and, you know, deep into the 60s where things just got changed. The whole model changed. It went mm -hmm. from that natural living to now we were on a petrol based system or right. in a Rockefeller education system. Right, right. Um, what you saw was a just a complete destruction of the infrastructure from, you know, if you, you take a look at pictures from 1800 and compare it to today, I mean, the infrastructure was just totally wiped out. Now, was that because these buildings were dilapidated? No, it was, you know, a lot of times by war, by natural disaster. Um, you know, some would say in, intentional in, in some instances. Um, but yeah, you, you look at things in, in the 1800s, is, is where I see things changing and, and getting to where we are now. Now, mm -hmm. where did it go to hyperspeed? You look at World War, after World War II and, you know, the, when the Nazis got broken up, right? Okay. Get into operate, there's this thing called Operation Paperclip where right, we, right. the United States brought over about 1,500 Nazi scientists, high-ranking Nazi scientists, and mm -hmm. just brought them in and absorbed them into our programs and uh, acted like nothing happened and, you know, wiped their slate clean. And, you know, and, and a lot of that stuff was, wasn't for our benefit. You know, it was a lot of nefarious stuff. They brought in a lot of vaccines. They brought in a lot of uh, human experiments. They brought in a lot of science technology that you could say was for the good or the worse. I mean, they brought, gave us fluoride. Um, Damn. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Fluoride. Wow. Didn't they bring in uh mind control MK Ultra too? I think I read something yes, like that. Sir. That okay. was yeah. Okay. That came in through the um through the OSS, which is the predecessor to the CIA. Oh. And okay. That has a lot of ties with Disney too, because um a lot of the uh you know the head of that would have been at the time was Alan Dulles, who was had a lot of hands in the MK Ultra program. And then he threw, uh, you know, J. Edgar Hoover, who was working at the FBI, they mm -hmm. all were tied in with Disney. And it was all kind of everybody, Disney and the three-letter agencies worked heavily together. I mean, he gave them basically carte blanche to use his facilities wow. if they ever needed to. So, and that's where we start seeing it now. And and, and this is why I, I really feel Disney is important because it ties in. What are they? They're almost like the propaganda wing of the CIA. Mm. Right, and they have been since they 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 heavily pushed the space age back with uh, von Braun in the fifties um, and sixties, and then you, you know it's just it's one thing after another, you know, that mm -hmm. you start seeing that they they push these things on us, and we get to a point now where you know, they want us to believe that up is down and down is up. <laughs> right, right, you know, right, right. Trust the science, right? And yeah. they, just, they want blind faith now. And that's, that's why I do my show. I want people to have conversations like this. I want mm -hmm. people to, you know, take the emotion out of the conversation, right? And right. That's, be able to have a discussion with someone. Like if I, 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 my thing with like the whole, you know, flu mask debate now is I'm not going in to win the conversation. I'm just going to go in and have a conversation because we go okay. in to win. 
now it's going to get heated. Now you're going right. to get emotional into it. Instead, it's like, dude, you, I have no skin in the game. I'll tell you what I know or what I mm-hmm. believe, and then we'll go from there. Right, right. Interesting, man. Interesting. And just going back to mind control, man, and the MK Ultra. I remember I met this guy years ago, probably close to 10 years ago. So I lived in San Diego. And this guy uh, uh, in San Diego is like a huge military town, right? And uh, I met this guy. He was a, a former Navy SEAL. And uh, I checked his credentials after I talked to him. And he, he was like a legit, like, Navy SEAL, former Navy SEAL, right? And he told me that mind control is a real thing. And this is where I kind of start to do my deep dive and all this this stuff, right? And uh, he said, yeah, Justin, mind control is real. Our government knows about it. The SEALs do it. They all know about it. And this guy, he said, it's 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 very corrupt. And he, in fact, he did this, this thing where he, he literally – walked across the entire country to raise money to bring awareness to what the government was doing with mind control and how there are targeted individuals, right? Mm-hmm. Where they target these people and control their minds to do some crazy shit, right? And that kind of makes me go back to these mass shootings and all yes. this stuff. When you talk about, you know, the school shootings or when you talk about uh, that one in Colorado years ago in the theater, I think that was in Colorado during the yep. Batman Batman movie about 10, 15 yep. years ago. Oh, and, and, and he yeah. And he said, just look in their eyes, look mm-hmm. in their eyes when you see them on TV and you can tell they have a very distinct look. And he said, that tells you everything you need to know about it. And then he went on to say a lot of stars. He says, even some athletes, he said, they, they all have handlers people yes. who who handle them and 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 they just push this stuff man you know and i was just i was blown away was well like, and you think about it think about a lot of the celebrities think about a lot of the athletes what do they do they come up with a a a persona an alternate personality which is bipolar in itself yes right yes. so that's that split they become dissociative they have split personality and that's part of the mk ultra mind control and i you know, when I looked into that, you saw it a lot in the music industry. And, you know, a lot of the times, one of the things that I found over and over again is when they say that these people go to rehab, what they're doing is they're going in to be reprogrammed. Reprogrammed, right. That's what yeah. he told me, too. He sure and did. And they come out a lot of times with bleach blonde hair, which is a yes. sign. Yep. Yes. There's wow. all these different signs. The 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 cat um pattern is is beta sex kitten mind control you'll see a lot of women in like let uh cat print you know oh, um okay okay see okay. a lot of that and and in, when you start noticing it it's it's hilarious the other one is the monarch mind control obviously you see the butterfly symbolism a yes lot. right right um, that's another one that. that's tied to disney a lot uh used mm-hmm. in like the mickey mouse club um miley cyrus used it a lot in her um disney show so i mean it's it, they, there's a lot of symbolism out there now a lot of people say okay you know oh you're just you're just making this stuff up well it doesn't matter if you believe in it or not because they do and when they're using these these sigils they're using the for their intentions so if you you can just blow it off and say oh you're just crazy you're just making things up that's fine but like you said, you I've I've talked to pe- I've talked to people and I've read interviews or, or you know watched interviews on YouTube of people who have gone through this and say mm-hmm. this is real. There are programs where they do mind control programs yeah. and it's not something, you know, and what's funny is the CIA said that they yeah, they admitted they were doing MK Ultra but they stopped it in the 70s. Yeah, right. Now, 
Well, you what government program do you know that's any sort of successful that they just stop dead? Exactly. You know, cold turkey. Exactly. That's it. No, we don't do that anymore. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Now let's let's go a little deeper with it, Matt. Do you think it could be some type of uh, spiritual warfare at play here? You know, oh, absolutely. You do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good I think versus. that's what we're in, right? Because we're all energy. We're just energetic beings. We're just yeah. frequencies, right? We're right. we're mainly just balls of water covered in flesh, and right. you know, we're energy. Where we resonate, uh, we have an aura, right? That's why the whole six feet thing during the COVID was so important because our auric field is goes out six feet. So, you know, you ever walk by somebody and you get goosebumps on the back of your neck? Well, that's your auric field telling you, whoa, there's something about that person. Our fields don't mix, you know, and and that's what that is. So, I mean, I really feel that this whole, you know, even the world that we're in, it's all based on energy, right? Frequency Mm -hmm. and vibration. And you're either in a high vibration frequency and which will open you up to other high vibrations, or you're in a low vibration frequency, which opens you up to a lot of negativity. And you know, you always, everybody's got that friend that, you know, woe is me. Everything always is bad is happening to them. You know, the sky is falling. Dude, how about you turn around your attitude just for a little bit and and think positive and see maybe something positive might actually happen to you. Right. We have that choice, right? We have that choice in regards to how we want to create our reality in regards to what we want to experience. Absolutely, man. I love that. Yep. So that's that's pretty amazing. Now, I want to talk religion a little bit, man. I heard you talk about the Black Pope at one time. I want you to tell me about the Black Pope and what are your thoughts on organized religion? The Black Pope is the head of the Jesuits, okay, which is an order that is you know, an offshoot of the, it's kind of the military branch of the Roman Catholic church. Okay. Um, they wreaked havoc <laughs> from, uh, about the 15th century to this day. I mean, a lot of people still say they're one of the major players in everything. Um, if you get into a lot of gematria, you know, and, and I know you're a sport, yeah. you know, sports, there's this guy, Zach Hubbard, who does gematria effects sports and everything he says goes back to the Jesuits, whether it's, wow. you know, through gematria or not the jesuits have their hand in just about everything and and i've done an episode or i've done an episode of uh on my buddy's show about the jesuits but i eventually plan on getting into it because i read this book um it's called rulers of evil okay uh, by f tupper saucy and it's all about uh basically how rome went from rome to america and the way it got here was through the Jesuits. They were basically the conduit to bring Rome over here to America and make sure that as America was established, it was established basically to the Roman Catholic standards. Mm. Mm. So, okay. Yeah. So the Black Pope is is the leader of them. Um, now, there. I mean, like I said, we could do two hours on just the Jesuits alone because that's a crazy topic in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but. What was the other part of that one? Just organized religion. I want your thoughts on organized religion. Oh, I think it's the devil, honestly. (laughs) I think that that it's been so corrupted now that, especially here in America, and and, I mean, I would say even on the world stage, it's a front for for money laundering, for nefarious activity, for Mm -hmm. child trafficking, you name it. Uh, Drug trafficking, they, they, you know, they're... 
they're the puppeteers almost, you know, yes, they're, they they're are. able to hide in these, these castles that are, you know, safety zones, but they get away with all this disgusting stuff. And it's, you, been, it's just been perverted. You know, yeah. it was much, you know, I, I am a spiritual person, not religious by any means. I don't, mm-hmm. I, and I, I think 2020 really got me away from wanting to be on any team anymore. Like I don't want, I want to kind of be, a lone wolf being able to be flexible to go whichever way I feel is right versus locking myself in with one team that I may agree with some of the stuff, but I don't agree with everything. So, but they want you all or nothing, right? That's right. 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 Exactly. I think that's what organized religion is. I think it's just another way to divide us, right? It's yeah. divide and conquer to, to create a- anger with it. Like, Cause you look, you have, Christians versus Muslims, you know, and then you got Christians versus Christians. You have Muslims versus Muslims when you get into mm-hmm. the different sects mm-hmm. and it's all, it just keeps narrowing down, narrowing down to divide you even further out into teams. Yep. And that's why do they do that? Because you're easily easier to control when you're not together. Right. And that's the, the thing, thing, right? That's the thing. And I go back to chaos and confusion. They want to implement that chaos confusion. So you can't mm-hmm. think for yourself. You know, and, and what did you mention before? How do they? One is one of the main things they do. They break up the family. Yes. Because if they, if they break up that base, right? If your foundation, your house is weak, that mm-hmm. house is eventually going to crumble. So, they got you. They got yeah. you once the home breaks down. Yeah. Yep. And, and, and like you, man, I'm I'm not religion, and I'm I'm a guy, man. As a kid, I mean, I literally went to church three, four, five times a week. Right. I was mm-hmm. raised in the Pentecostal church. Mom is a licensed evangelist, uh, but as a, when I became an adult, I, I got away from it. And now, since 2020, um, like you, I'm a, I'm a very spiritual person. Um, I, I don't I don't subscribe to to all the all the stuff. You know, um, I had a I had an ayahuasca experience. Um, oh, really? Yeah, man, in 21, and that really really opened my eyes, opened my heart, opened my spirit to truth. And I learned so much and it was so beneficial. And uh, again, nothing is as it seems. Right. And uh, it, it was just an amazing experience. And I had these downloads and I, I had these uh, these visions and uh, it, it, that, you know, literally for, forever changed me. And then I got to the point where there where, where I was you know wondering whether Christ Jesus was real or not. And I, I debated that, you know, and I, it's like. Ah, you know, but after my ayahuasca experience, my truth is, which may be different from other people, is that Jesus did walk the earth at one time. Mm-hmm. However, a lot of who we were led to believe who he is and, and things he said have become watered down, have become misconstrued and have just a lot of lies. Right. And and that's my truth. But uh, I, I get you, man. I get you. I'm I'm very spiritual. Um you know, I, I wear this every day. This has the uh, this is Metatron's cube on here. This has the chakra crystals in it. I'm not sure if you can see it or not. Okay, yeah, I got you it know, but I, I've learned a lot about Archangel Metatron. And I tell you what, since I've been on this journey, you know, I guess I've been on a journey my entire life. But 2020, it took a hard pivot. But I, I tell people all the time, man, I, I feel closer to God more than ever, man, compared to when when I was going to church. You know, even as a young adult, man, it's just it's just been life changing for me, man. Life changing. It's funny, it's funny you say that because uh, one of the things, like when my uh, when my ex 
told me that she wanted to get divorced, one of the reasons she gave me was that I was reading the Bible. She's like, you're reading the Bible. I don't even know who you are anymore. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, that's, <laughs> that's interesting. I'm like, I'm like, but why? And then, so I started thinking about it some more and I'm like, oh, I was getting closer to my truth. And that didn't include what she was thinking in there. You know, wow. I'm like, that's, that's interesting that someone would attack someone else for reading that or, or thinking and starting to get themselves right. Because I would, I would say even before 2020, I wasn't even spiritually right. You know, it it took 2020 and that lockdown and, and, you know, going to some dark places to really need that spirituality and find it. And then, wow, this is powerful. You know, it's not just that you know, rah-rah stuff you see on, on infomercials or you hear about these gurus and things like that. No, I mean, it's about you and, and, and you are yes. a powerful. You know, I never realized that we could do things like that, that our mind was that powerful. Man, we are creators. We have the ability to manifest. We have the universe that lives with us. And then just going back to the situation or your experience, I should say, with your ex, when you started reading the Bible, she said, I don't like typically, basically it sounds like, well, I don't know you anymore. You're turning this person. It's amazing what the universe, how the universe can push people out, out your life or have you have the separation once you come into your truth, right? Um, at least that's, that's what I've learned. And what you said, like 2020, it's been so many people that have had similar experiences, right? So many people that in 2020, there, I mean, you know, there's this, been this huge shift. So that's yeah. like something is going on here. Something is happening and it's getting stronger and stronger. And that takes me back to what I was saying earlier in regards to when people start talking about doom and gloom. I, I say, no, you can't, you can't go there. You got to be aware of that nonsense, that BS, that those evil dark energies. But don't forget about the light, man. Don't forget yeah. about, you know, who we are. And and you've probably heard this before, right? We are spiritual we we are spirits having a human experience we're not yes. humans you know we're, we're spirits man we're we're creators man that's that's what i tell people all the time i have learned so much about self and about who we are as people and the abilities we have and a lot of this stuff has been suppressed this is yes. a lot of these things have been suppressed to where these people that we've been talking about for the last 50 minutes don't does not want humanity to know about Their biggest fear is people uniting and coming together and having just divine light energy rise up because Mm -hmm. they know they're in trouble. And I think that's why a lot of shit has been real crazy the last couple of years, because they know they sense that dark energy senses that, you know, that that this shift is going on. So, you know, stuff is just really got just really ridiculous out here. So, you know. Oh, yeah. I think they've made it uh, as chaotic as possible for that reason. Because they're afraid if people start finding self and and realizing that, oh, okay, if I find myself, then I'm going to be, I'll be set in my base. Now, if mm-hmm. I'm good in my base, I can start raising out around me. And once I raise out around me, those people around me are going to raise out. And next thing right. you know, that government up at the top, man, though, that, uh-huh. that becomes public enemy number one. Because mm-hmm. why why have we been held down so long? Because you've been telling us stuff that isn't true. Right. Right. You've been doing nothing but poisoning us. You've been giving us poison water, poison food, poison Mm -hmm. air, you know, everything you've been doing. You've given us pharmaceuticals. You know, you're doing everything you can that is unnatural Mm -hmm. in a very natural world that offers us anything that we need. 
that's what's beautiful about this 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 place that we're in is think about how amazing it is that any cure you need can be found in the ground somewhere. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know, it's it's a perfect system that's been created. Now, who's screwing it up? It's us. You know, yeah. the imperfect human. We come in and we think we can play God and we know what's best and we end up ruining it. And it has to get reset over and over again, you know, but eventually you think we'll learn. But I don't think we will. I think it's that's that's what this is. I think this is a learning experience. This is a place where you experience, you grow so you don't have to come back here. Exactly. It's all about the experience. And and that's another thing I learned, right? During during my ayahuasca, my three, three, three day or three night ayahuasca ceremony, there's really everything is an experience. You know, we we get caught up on, oh, it this didn't go right or that didn't go right. It's not even about right. It's not even about wrong. It's about the experience and learning from the experience. You know, we 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 have the ability to make different choices in our life, but we we get caught up. A lot of times people get caught up in, or oh, maybe I made the wrong decision or maybe I made the wrong, wrong choice. And sometimes when you make choices, it doesn't feel good. Sometimes when you make choices, it feels good. But just because it doesn't feel good, that's okay. It's a lesson in that. And you take it and you move on, right? And these people that, that call the shots in, in this world, their main thing is to keep us in that low vibration, right? That you spoke of earlier, right? They, they want to keep us fear-based. Yeah. One thing that I learned in 2020, I did something in 2020 that I never thought I'd do. I went skydiving. Right. And yeah. yeah right. And, 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 and if you would ask me before 2020, would I go up 20,000 feet and jump out? Hell no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> crazy? Not, yeah. <laughs> but I felt led to do it, man. And and at first I was like, and I, I get these these things in the spirit where, where, where uh, the spirit pushes me to do to do something like the universe to say, do it. And I, you know, I was like, no, I'm not doing that, man. What, what, where is this coming from? No, I don't do But the, the urge just kept getting stronger and stronger. And I fought it for about a month and a half. Then I finally just said, shit, I'm going to do it. Yep. You know? And it was such a great experience. And I thank God that I did it. Now that week leading up to my jump was probably the, one of the most challenging weeks of my life, but um, I, I did it. And um, I, I tell people all the time, you know, God places the best things in life on the other side of fear, right? And that has helped me so much in different areas of my life, you know, just just making making that jump, doing it. It's totally life-changing for me. And when we talk about fear, I learned that fear is a bully and even fear fears, right? And what fear fears is not being able to make you fear anymore. Yes, And then once you're able to not go around it or avoid it, but just go through that shit, man, it's so much freedom, so much liberation in that, man. And that was just like, that's where shit just took off from me. So that was like August of 2020. And then December of 2020, I started my podcast, right? And then I wrote a book, an autobiography, and then um, did the ayahuasca thing, man. And then I started learning about spirituality and, and archangels, man. And it's just been this incredible journey. So that's what I'm trying to share with people at this point, right? Along with bringing awareness in regards to the type of things we're talking about today. So it's been an amazing, amazing journey for me, man. So um, I just want to thank you once again, Matt, for for coming on the Hidden Gateway podcast, man. You you are a uh, awesome guy who I respect because you stand in your truth, right? A lot of people would not want to 
or want to do the things that you do in regards to what you talk about on your show. You know, it's your truth and I respect that. So thank you, my friend, for, for doing what you do and bringing awareness to the masses. That's a, that's a wonderful thing. And I know you don't do it for any type of rewards. I know you don't do it for any type of recognition. You do it because that's who you are in spirit. And that's a, that's a, that's a wonderful thing. Flat out. I thank you, my friend. And I thank you for having me on, man. This is, this has been a great conversation and uh, I would definitely like to, to talk with you again, for sure. Absolutely. So I got one thing for you, man. I ask each and every guest to do anytime they come on the, sh- come on the show. Well, I do, what I like to call it is a token of love. If you would please leave our listeners with um, anything that comes from the heart that you would like to give them as they continue on in their journey. It can be a minute. It can be two, three, four minutes, whatever you like, man, whatever comes to heart. Yeah, no, like we just talked about, I think it's, it's love over fear and, and abundance. If you, if you live in, in a state of love and abundance, it will return to you. You know, and I I found that firsthand. I, for years, I lived in fear, you know, fear of not being able to pay the bills and, and fear of, of, of not, you know, being able to do whatever I had to do for, for my, my family. And it was like, but I always, whenever I needed it, it was, it was always there for me, you know, but like you said before, it was fear of something that wasn't really there because abundance was going to be provided, you know, it was going to, we were going to be taken care of. So again, yeah, look at the, look at your attitude. You know, if everything is, is going bad around you, look inside, because like you said, if you can change one thing that may change everything around you. And it's all about your intention. It's all about your, your mind. Where's your mindset? Are you in a positive mindset or in your state of negativity or fear? And if you're in negativity and fear, that's what you're going to attract. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if you can, if you can, like we said, it's that, about that vibration, that frequency. Think about music. Music is is all vibration and frequency. If you right. can, if you're listening to low negative music, it's gonna it's gonna affect you in some way, people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I hate to say it, I learned the hard way too. Like I had to change my taste in music because. Me too. I, I yeah. Get right with it because there are healing frequencies out there. And I would highly recommend people look into those because uh, they, they help. And, uh, and, and like I said, anything you can do, it, do it in love, do it in abundance. Try to try to minimize the fear because that's what they, the state they want you in. And that's when they win. If we win, we're in a higher loving, abundant frequency. Well said, my friend. Thank you so much. And uh, thanks again for coming on the Hidden Gateway Podcast. You can find the Great Deception Podcast on all major podcast streaming platforms. Be sure to check out Matt's YouTube channel as well. He has a phenomenal IG account, the Great Deception Podcast. Shoot him an email to thegreatdeceptionpodcast at gmail.com. Check out his Patreon page, and you'll see a link to his link tree as well to our audience we really hope you enjoyed this episode of the hidden gateway podcast remember that you can uh, connect with us at the hidden gateway.com and if you want to speak with us uh support at the hidden gateway.com and i just want to thank our audience and, and thank you matt for pushing your mindset towards a better reality now this will conclude this week's episode until next time stay positive stay questioning be love and be free. The Hidden Gateway, out.